from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline, WRLSportsFan.com. She joins me on Panic Room. It's Lauren Brownlow. That Brownlow lady. What up? Not much. What's going on? What's new? You got your Christmas shopping done? Actually, yes. Now, how I get it to Greensboro is another question. <laughs> I'm I'm trying right now to pack it into a duffel bag of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Not super I know, optimistic. But. I know for uh, I know for WRL sports fan that you are writing a column about uh, what ACC basketball programs want for Christmas. Okay. Yes. Um, I feel like I feel like if I'm Hubert Davis, I, what I want under the tree is either like uh, one of one of those motivational posters or like the hang in there. Or maybe it's like the the symbolic nature of hunger, right? Well, we've we've maybe entered he into can like, yeah, he could flip, find a way to flip all of the calendars, all of their phones, into March. Yes, yes, right. That's exactly and just it. Trick them. So we're we're a couple days away from North Carolina's very dramatic, very awesome overtime win over Ohio State. We talked about it on the ACC Panic Room. And the, the play has been broken down. The Pete Nance uh, shot has been broken down every single which way. Uh, and I saw Seth Davis uh, have a column today, an article today on The Athletic, where he talked to Hubert Davis, head coach of North Carolina, and, you know, what it means going forward. We talked about this. Was the Ohio State game something that can catapult this group to where they need to be, what we expected to see out of them from the jump after what they had done at the Final Four last year? And... I guess this might be a byproduct, Brownlow, of, of you and I having done this for a very, very long time. And and we're back into the quote-unquote hunger discourse for North Carolina. I'm thinking to myself, why, why does Hubert need to get these guys hungry? They should be hungry. What am I missing here? I, I love that this is like probably the lowest stakes version of hunger discourse anywhere. Right. Like any other place you said the word hunger discourse, no one would think of like UNC basketball ever. No. But no, it's no. a weird it's a weird thing because I know that there is like some sensitivity to it with some folks that think that over the years, whether it was Roy Williams saying it or Hubert Davis saying it or whatever, that, you know, oh, when North Carolina loses, that's always the reason. I mean, mm. to me, no, like there are times they just get punked. There are times they don't shoot well. Like, I didn't think that they didn't try hard against Indiana, for example. I just thought they couldn't make shots and their offense wasn't going well. And they were making mm -hmm. the wrong decisions offensively. But what I think we've seen, like, this year is that you're just kind of waiting for them to switch it into this other mode and be able mm -hmm. to take over, make plays down the stretch and beat a good team. And that's what we saw them do against Ohio State. And, yeah, that does take something different. It takes something extra and it's hard because, like, on some level, I think we all feel like they have it in them. Like, we saw proof last year. Like, we know what they're – that's part of it, too, I think, for some of us watching is, like, we're not questioning, like, toughness or want to or whatever. Or Hubert Davis isn't because of the fact that they were, like, losing or not looking dominant. It was being questioned because we literally just saw them do it. Like, we well, saw Hubert, them I do think do Hubert – I do think Hubert – question their toughness I, I mean i'm paraphrasing no, for here, sure. but i know i know at halftime during the ohio state game on saturday i forgot the sideline reporter's name so pardon me on that 
Uh, but she was given this, you know, the update coming out of half, and she said, "Yeah, I called my team soft." It's like, whoa, okay, Hubert's going right at it, and that was part of the thing with Hubert Davis and Seth Davis uh, in that column today, where you know Hubert doesn't curse, but the the team understands when he's angry, like he's only broken his rule twice or whatever it is, and that's fine. I don't think it's about Hubert Davis yelling. This is this is on the guys. They're they're too old of a team. Exactly. They knew where they were last year. And I think what ends up happening with, with Carolina teams, Lauren, is that we compare them to other teams that were in similar situations that they're going to go out there and complete the mission. And what we've seen out of teams that go out and complete the mission or they try to go complete the mission, we don't, we are not having, we didn't have the same conversations at the same time the year before and then a year later, right. which is what we seem to be doing with North Carolina right now. Uh, and, and I think and, that's and where the yellow we've been flags doing with them. By the way, it's something we've been doing for, with them, it feels like, the last what? six or seven, seven years, maybe. I don't know. It feels like we've been doing it a while with them. Maybe, maybe the last five years or so. Yeah. Where maybe, you're like, maybe. okay, when are they going to kick it into high gear? And sometimes they just don't, you know, like obviously 2020, they just didn't, but what? you know, sometimes, sometimes they just end up having an okay season and go out early in the tournament. Like, you know, we never really know what's going to happen with the North Carolina team, but we can no longer, I think, take for granted the fact that North Carolina basketball will just sort of, bounce back into whatever form is for them. And it used to be in the past, like one seed form, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that's yeah. something we can take for granted necessarily anymore, but at the same time, like, again, the fact that everybody saw this team do it, like you said, they're too old. We saw them do it last year. We know that they're capable of it. I know it's not exactly the same personnel, but largely it is. And so well, you just kind of look that's at them the key and you're like, guys, Hey, you know, what's going that's on? That's the, the that's the key part right there. And it's one thing that I think most of us have to understand now if we haven't before. Uh, there's a lot of important parts to this Carolina team. And Lauren Brownlow is hanging out with us here on the OG alongside Candace Cooper today. I'm Joe Ovias. You know, R.J. Davis took over in that Ohio State game the way he needed. And people were like, yeah, you know, more R.J., more R.J. Well, not so much. Or they got to get the ball through Armando. Okay, well, we saw that uh, in a win against Georgia Tech earlier in the week. And, you know, Armando Baycott understands his role better than anybody. Uh, you know, he's the garbage man in the most affectionate way you can describe. You know, go clean it up. Go get those boards. Do what you need to do. He's perfect for that, right? He should make a deal with a garbage company or something. He really should. I know Jillio's talked about that uh, in the past. Was it, you know, green is life or whatever the company is around here or waste management. The key to Carolina's season is Caleb Love again. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, we understand that Brady Manick was lights out at the end of last year, but also Caleb Love was locked in and was within the context of the offense. And what we saw in that Ohio State game and why things ended up getting dicey is that he was taking some shots he shouldn't have taken. I mean, we're talking tired leg shots. Uh, you can't fault for Caleb Love for going out there and trying to win games. I mean, that's what he's kind of tasked to do. But he's a roller coaster. You know, I, I do feel like I Carolina's... was actually going to say, should I give them for Christmas like barf bags for the Caleb coaster? You could. Uh, would you? Would you rather go with the Ohio Players version of Love Roller Coaster or the Red Hot Chili Peppers version from the Beavis and Butthead movie? Maybe that's what you get them. I'm get personally them a, get them a partial. To, I'm partial personally to the Red Hot Chili Peppers version, but that's I because I actually. heard it before I knew the other existed. So, <laughs> sorry to the Ohio Players. Their version's good. It's a little like. I like kind of the edgy, hard rockiness of the, the, the red hot. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. No, that makes that makes sense. That, 
That makes sense. No, so I, I think that's where we're kind of with Carolina season. Uh, Caleb Love is who he is at this point in time, and you're going to commend him for when he makes those big shots like we saw against Duke. And you're also going to pull, at least in my particular case, whatever's left of your hair uh, when he makes it's, some plays he shouldn't be making. It's kind of an assumption of the risk with him. And, you know, you kind of have to sign your waiver, I guess, at a certain point. Hope that the inspection on the coast on the coaster are up to date. By the way, this is why I don't ride roller coasters. Okay. Oh, really? I can't trust other. I can't. I don't. Oh. I don't want to die that way. I've just decided I can't control hey. a lot of things in my life, but I can control a way I don't want to die, and it's that way. Don't so, want to die that way. So what you're saying is, if I I could not get you down to Universal Studios in Orlando and ride the Jurassic Park Velocicoaster. Oh. I'm aware of that coaster and no. You've seen the coaster? Okay, for the audience out there, and Lauren yeah. Brownlow hanging out with us, WRLSportsFan.com, ACC Panic Room. Uh, the Velocicoaster is the only time I've ever cursed obscenities while in the middle of the ride. Like, Are you to serious? the point. Yeah, like, you know, I'm riding things like, you know, Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain. I have fun. Woo, whatever. But there oh, was I've a moment. <laughs> oh, for real? Really, Lauren? Like Space Mountain, you're out there dropping obscenities? Of course. You know how long it took took me to get up the nerve to ride that? I think I was like 21. I mean, I get the Space Mountain's like the first big scary coaster for somebody because it's dark and everything like that. But it's a fun first ride. I love, space. I love Space Mountain. I love Space Mountain. Now the only fear I have as an adult riding Space Mountain is, you know, am I going to have my hands up? Am I going to hit one of the scaffoldings? Uh, while you're uh, while you're r running around. Well, now I'm worried but, about that. So thanks a lot. Yeah, no, it's funny. So like on the Velocicoaster, like you literally come out of your seat while you're in midair. It's insane. Oh, no, 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 no. It happens no, multiple no, times. No. It happens multiple times. No. You, you literally lift out of your seat and you're thinking, wait a minute, is this how I'm going to go? Am I going to get launched from the Velocicoaster and land somewhere in Zeus land? I have no idea. You as should I ride it. It's a lot you, of fun. As I've told you and others a million times, Horror movies are my roller coaster. Okay, okay? got it. So y'all can think I'm sick because I don't want to, you know, that I like horror movies, but I think you're sick for trying to make me go on something that I have to get out of, pushed out of my seat, like at a point like that in the ride. There's, yeah, that's someone would torture He's, information. It, 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 when I was done with the Velocicoaster, I said to the kids, you want to go again? And they were like, yes, it was a very fun time. Lauren Brownlow, WRL sports fan, uh, ACC Panic Room. We'll close on this. It's a recurring topic of the day. What is the most overrated Christmas song of all time? Uh, I mean, Little Drummer Boy, maybe. Little Drummer Boy. I hate it. Why? Is it, is it because, it. like, the last thing you want as a parent is some kid with a drum to wake your baby up? No, it's because it's too slow. The lyrics yeah. are annoying. And like, it's called The Little Drummer Boy. And it's like a slow song that's almost like sad sounding. And it's boring. I have a suggestion for you. You should, listen to, the, you should listen to the Joan Jett version of Little Drummer Boy. Well, that I might enjoy because it's yeah, the Joan, Joan Jett. Yeah, the Joan but... Jett version is, is, is excellent. Look, my answer, and I said this before, my answer is and always will be uh, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. How dare it's you? It's overrated. It's entirely overrated at this point. Like, it's like become a personality. And it's like, come on, y'all. Like, you can it's love not become Christmas, a person. But... It's just like, I mean, I'm sorry. That's the queen. 
She's hitting all of the notes. Also, if you have an affinity for a Love Actually, as I do, problematic at I all. Enjoy, I enjoy I get Love it. Actually. Like the the song in that movie. The look I, I, when I hear that song kicking in, I still feel things. It's That's still, all I'm it's, saying. It's, it's it still, still makes me sisters. feel things. It's Pointer Sisters for me in Love Actually. That's what it's all about. Well, I need, that is I need great Hugh, too, I, need, but... I need Hugh Grant j- r- dancing around in his in his place. That's what I need. I felt seen when that happened because I've literally <laughs> done that and been caught similarly. So, Lauren Brownlow at WRLSportsFan.com. All right, we'll have a panic room later this week. We'll see you then. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. In the holiday spirit, I said, I can't believe you don't like all I want is Christmas. You think it's over? It's no, 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 no. Yeah, get, it's, yeah, it's, let me not poison your mouth. I think there are. I think people misconstrue what overrated means. Like I'm you, not saying it can, sucks. Sure. Like if I, I'll tell you a song sucks. Like Christmas shoes sucks. <laughs> All right, that song's awful. This, that song is terrible. But it's giving Grinch when you're like overrated for all I want is Christmas because it's so. There's that straight no chaser where they do the twelve days of Christmas where then they start like going full on. Have you seen the Jerry Springer version? Glee, where they twelve days of Christmas. No, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. What I'm saying, I think there's a version of Twelve Days of Christmas that's done by this um, acapella group. I think it's Straight No Chaser where they all of a sudden start doing. Um, Toto's Africa in the middle of 12 Days of Christmas. Do you only like your acapella with a little music? I love acapella with music. <laughs> you only like acapella in the news with a little beat. It always has to have a beat, especially when Jonathan <laughs> Ray was doing uh, Drake back in the day. Now, so uh, I, I'm just simply saying that there are other Christmas songs. Like, mm-hmm. I actually got mad. Yeah. I got mad at our friends over at Mix 101.5 <laughs> when they switched over to Christmas music. It was like the day after Thanksgiving or the Monday after Thanksgiving. That's usually what people do. And they pl- they played All I Want for Christmas is You 17 times in a row. Did you count? No, because I turned it off in anger. I texted him. I'm like, you guys got me. It was a great bit because I thought they glitched. I thought like, oh, they oh, it's time to play Mariah Carey. It's right, Christmas music right, time. right. And then they, they came back on the phone. and they played it again. I'm like, oh, did did Kyle hit the wrong button? Because it happens. Yeah. Like, absolutely. ah, damn, it hit the wrong button. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's playing again. Might as well just let it cook. Yeah. All right. And then they did it again. And I was like, I see what you're doing. You've riled up the right person. And they did it 17 times in a row. 17 times? 17 times in a row. How many calls did they get? Oh, or they got, angry emails? Actually, uh, I, in talking to some folks in management, apparently people were so into it, they saw they saw an increase in listening. As they're like, are they going to do it again? There you, go. there you go. I'm simply saying it's Engagement. overplayed. Maybe overrated is the wrong word to use. Yes. It is overplayed. Okay. Let's let some other Christmas songs breathe. Okay, okay. That's all. Okay. That's all I ask. You, you, are you more of like a classic guy or do you like new takes on some classics? I mean, if I'm going to pick Christmas music eras, I'm all about the 60s. Okay, okay. But I actually do enjoy some of the newer stuff that gets put out or variations on stuff. Do you like Michael Bublé? 
Yeah, I'd love to go to a Bublé show. Okay. I, that's actually on my list of things to do is to go to a Bublé show. It looks like it'd be a good, a good time. Oh, absolutely. Just like Trans-Siberian Orchestra is a hell of a time. There's pyrotechnics. <laughs> there's dudes, you know, guitar <laughs> solos. They're just crushing Christmas music. It's the best. Did you, did you, or were you a Blue Man Group guy back in the day? No, I never no. was. I, I actually worked with a guy who was obsessed with Blue Man Group. <laughs> Not yeah, kidding. Doesn't surprise when me. they went to Vegas, it was like the thing they had to do. Yeah, there is somebody who works here that is obsessed with Carrot Top. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the comedian. Yeah, the, well, if you want to call him that, yes, <laughs> the comedian what Carrot else Top. Would you call him? I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> entertainer. Yeah, the entertainer is actually a good way because okay. I don't necessarily think it's funny. It's just entertaining to see what he would do with the props. Oh, that's okay. all. Okay, but yeah, no, there's a guy who works here that is obsessed with Carrot Top. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> that Dennis is now racking his brain, wondering who it is. Name okay. names. We're all about naming names and keeping it on the playground. Let me guess. Okay? Someone in sales. It is somebody in sales. Okay, I think I, all right, no, <laughs> that narrows it. No. And who goes to Vegas a lot, Dennis? Yeah, okay. Shout yeah. out to Chad. Yep. Huge carrot top guy. <laughs> Dang it. Chad didn't need you to out him. No. If Chad I'm, if I'm, about, him. If I'm about naming names today, you are. This if is I'm true. mad Stand at Matt on Brown, yep. if I'm mad at Pat Narduzzi, you are. that they're out here going, well, you know, I heard that Drake May could have gotten XYZ. Okay, cool. Say who it was. But it's Five million dollars. They don't reveal secrets. Well, so I'm supposed to believe. Mm-hmm. This is how crazy money is, and it makes you wonder when they say they don't have enough money for players. Yeah. Do you know how much Pat Narduzzi makes? At least nine to ten million. No, he's making five point six mil a year. I so think. So is it more he's mad that someone might be of like a nineteen year old kid who makes as much money as him? That's a great question. Maybe that's a little bit it. Like I had to earn my keep. I had to earn my uh, way up. I mean, blah, blah blah blah. I would say that a Heisman Trophy candidate that helps you win football games has earned that money too. No. No, apparently no, not. No, okay. it's the age thing. You can't. You don't know the under. You don't understand the value of a hard-earned dollar He's at not, nineteen. Not old enough to get that call. Is right. that what you're saying? Exactly. Gotcha. No. So the the thing that's been kind of dominating college football in the last 24 hours actually got kickstarted and Mac I'm not trying to single out Mac Brown because he's not the only coach to do it the coach over at UT San Antonio a group of five coach uh they were just in their bowl game and he's talking about how power five schools are coming in and poaching players this is not a new phenomenon we hear about group of five players getting poached by power five teams all the time but in the old days we understood the nefarious nature of it all in these days with name image and likeness I don't know what is tampering. I don't know what isn't. I need this to be defined. I understand that the NCAA has given guidance on this stuff, but the NCAA does it in such a way that is very open to interpretation because they don't know. But maybe they're what's also tired on. of people being upset about them policing things, so they're just like, eh, have at it. Yeah, well, there is that. There is that. <laughs> they it's don't like, even know how to police for real anymore at this point. So it's like y'all know we're terrible at this. So why yeah. do we even try? Maybe why, that's why maybe that's that? what it is. But Mac Brown talked about how Drake May, their quarterback, you know, could have pulled could have pulled millions somewhere else i'm like okay interesting but he didn't want to say who it was yeah. fine it's like you can figure it out okay i guess we can but you're also a top recruiting school are you saying that you aren't taking care of drake may because that's kind yes, of the insinuation exactly that's a very good point because at the end of the day i'm thinking to myself so are you saying like now it's making us up our annie and we didn't want to have to up our annie I, I i don't know and then you got pat narduzzi on a radio station today in pittsburgh talking about how uh he heard that he knew he knew that uh, that Drake May was going to get $5 million from one school. Okay, two things. $5 million. Who's advising Drake May at this point? You can get $5 million to go somewhere else? Now, I know, I know he's going to make more money in the NFL, but, man, you don't know. 
You don't. I'm just saying. Let me tell you something. If five million? You're getting at, coach money? At 19 years old, if someone said, hey, I will pay you $5 million to come to my school. You know what, Mac? It's been a blessing. It's been a great experience. Right. I've done all I can. I got my face torn up in the AC championship. I think I should take my talents to greener pastures. But then if he decides to stay, are we are, are, are we under the assumption that Drake May isn't making any money? I can't be. Right. Because we said no one's doing it for the love. Nobody's, no, yeah, or nobody's be, not being taken care of. So, all right, so $5 million is the number. Well, if Drake May is going to stick around, is he clearing a million? Is he clearing $2 million? Which gets to the largest problem here yeah. when it comes to name, image, and likeness and what we're seeing with the transfer portal. And I think this is intentionally vague so that it can rile people up. This is by design. This is a this is a feature, not a bug, of how we talk about the portal. Coaches want this so they can whine and fire up their fan bases for the wrong reasons. If they really wanted to get a handle on this stuff, then we would know what the money is. We don't even have to know about contracts, but we would know what it is. They would be upfront about this collective is offering this package for this player to show up. And you would know, just like I know what coaches are making because they work for the universities. When you keep it intentionally vague like this, you are inviting this type of fear-mongering accusations and everything else. If you want to work towards a solution you'll get to a point where this stuff won't be so prevalent. And it actually, I think it hurts the players. Well, I was going to ask, do you think that when you talk about just the way of social media these days and people are mad if you miss a kick and they're like, we're paying you $2 million and you can't even make a kick, like, does that invite that more? I mean, you got to get ready for that. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if you're going to be going to the NFL, that's kind of a thing you have to deal with. So This is true. It comes with the territory. But at 19, I don't think I would handle it the same way I might handle it at Well, how, you were a swimmer at North Carolina. Candace yeah. Cooper's hanging out with us today, Locked On ACC Podcast. You were a swimmer at North Carolina, and yeah. I'm guessing in the name, image, and likeness era, you could have made how much? I would say at least like Armando Baycott style half a mil. I would be on that. I would be working that hard to get that. I yeah. don't think because of like, ooh, who I am, not on the same caliber of Armando Baycott. But being the first black swimmer to swim at UNC, that's... That's a speeching engagement in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Like you can charge at least fifty k per. We're also talking every time. apparel. We're exactly. talking products. We're talking shampoo and conditioner. Like Carol's daughter would have been my best friend. Talking towels. Talking swimsuit lines. Nike oh, had a geez. whole swimsuit line. All that time in the pool, I can only imagine. Chlorine and it, and I actually had a perm in college. Really? Like, yeah. The fact that I still have hair on my head, Jesus is just real. Okay. <laughs> if y'all don't know him, you better know him for yourself. <laughs> he is the reason for the season. Amen. All I know is, you know, I think that people like me look at the gymnasts. From LSU, like right. there's opportunities there, especially for women to capitalize on NIL. And so I'm saying, do what you got to do to make the money, but don't stay loyal to these schools, please. It's the OG, alongside Candace Cooper, Locked On ACC Podcast. I'm Joe Obvious. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. We'll go back to the NFL, where the Carolina Panthers find themselves in the same position they were in last week, with just three weeks to go. Games against Detroit, the Bucks, and the Falcons. Three and one down this stretch was going to get it done, but they just blew that one against a team I didn't expect it to happen with. So this is why I cannot trust the Panthers. But there's other teams in the NFL that I can't trust, and that's how playoffs are born. We'll explain next. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away.
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medications secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. So the Carolina Panthers are still in playoff contention, which is amazing given their record, but the NFC South is terrible throughout. The Buccaneers aren't good. The Saints aren't good. The Falcons aren't good. Obviously, the Panthers are in that position too, but somebody's got to win that thing, so it might as well be the Panthers, right? And I thought that Steve Wilkes, Candace, and the buy-in that he seemed to get from the team put him in a position to actually pull this off, especially this past weekend against Pittsburgh. Yeah a team that has nothing to play for <laughs> except pride i guess they have yeah. nothing to play for um i was surprised at how they melted in that moment and because of that it indicates a couple of things one this team isn't built to be a playoff team obviously mm-hmm. two it shows you the limitations of what of the limitations of what steve wilkes can get out of this group which i think should help him sure. in conversations about the job permanently mm-hmm. He's been able to muster this season and, and and save them from the abyss. I'd love to see it with an actual plan, not a dismantled team. Yeah. But it does bring up if I don't trust the Panthers, they're not unique. As I'm sitting I got mad at the Panthers on Sunday and I was mad about him yesterday, saying, yeah. like, guys, you brought me back in, you made me care, and then you do that. What are we doing here? But how many teams in the NFL, especially in the NFC East, or in the NFC, I should say, yeah. are like this? Hundred percent. They're all they're all the Panthers. They're Absolutely. all untrustworthy at this point. Thousand percent. I'm a Giants fan, so I get it a thousand percent. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is, you know, with the Panthers, I just there's always a chance, especially in this NFC South situation. But maybe they got a little too big for their britches mm. on Sunday. They felt like everyone was hyping up around them. Oh, okay, we can beat these Steelers. They've only a five one team as well, so this should be a gimme. And maybe they got a little too comfortable, and they forgot who they were. There's only one team that I trust. Who was that? It's the Kansas City Chiefs. And the only reason why I trust the Kansas City Chiefs is because Patrick Mahomes, healthy. You don't trust it, Sam Darnold? I, well, you know what? I got to be fair. Sam Darnold ain't the reason why they lost the game on Sunday. What was the reason? They got run over. They couldn't get off the field on third down. As much as I defend the defense oftentimes, I used to do this with Matt Rule as the head coach, and he did your favorite thing where he yeah. talked too fast. Yeah, at the end of the day. And there wasn't an ad at the end of the day, Dennis, yes. So... I would get mad at at, at Rule because it's like, dude, the defense kept you in that game. Your yep. ineptitude when it comes to offense yep. and having any sort of game plan got you in trouble. This is why you always lost games where the other team scored 17 or more points. You couldn't <laughs> yeah. put points on the board, man. Yeah. In this particular case, they couldn't run the ball. That's a problem, obviously. But they could, was it 12 or 16 on third downs? I mean, Najee Harris, he had his way with them. That's a problem. But he also, but he remembered that he's a big ass running back mm-hmm. because there's been times where he's like, okay, I might want to get black, I might want to go be bull or whatever. Yeah. But he, this game definitely had his way with some of those defenders for sure. So that's that's where I'm 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 kind of at the point with the Panthers in that I can't trust them to even be good at what they're supposed to be good at, which is their defense. That had been the thing that had kept them in these games yeah. for the most part. I mean, in Seattle, they were very opportunistic against yeah. Geno Smith and the Seahawks. That's why they were able to run on the road and overcome some of the issues where the Seahawks were able to move down the field. They picked them off. 
so to me, the the the, the Panthers are just an, an indication of where everything else is in the NFC. You can't trust anybody, especially now considering the one team that I could have, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, is hurt. <laughs> and there's going to be some question as to the classic case of what we always do with a black quarterback. Well, if he didn't play the way that he played, mm-hmm. well, then maybe they wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. Of course, we never have this conversation with Josh Allen, who plays the exact same damn way in Buffalo, <laughs> but right. that's neither here nor there. I would love to trust the 49ers because of their defense, but I do wonder when the Brock Purdy yeah. phenomenon is going yeah. to fall off. Which it always does. It's Either that or I am underestimating just how good of a quarterback whisperer Kyle Shanahan is. No. I believe Brock Purdy's going to I mean, there's only been, what, two games where we have film on him? I believe it's coming. Meanwhile, we got the Vikings who somehow have managed to get to 11-3. and three. How? I don't know. I think Julio had the stat for me last week where they're one of the only winning teams in the NFL with like a bad point differential. I forgot yeah. what the point differential is off the top of my head. Oh, here it is. Points for 351, uh, points against 349. They're the most fraudulent 11 and 3 team. How are you 11 and 3 with that point differential? It's going to be a long day in that playoffs. (laughs) But I will ask who do you trust in NFC South specifically? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Atlanta Falcons, Orlando Saints, or Panthers? I I hate to say it because I've (laughs) definitely relished the fact that the wheels have fallen off for Tom Brady. Yeah. But I still think that Tom Brady still has something in the tank when it comes to. We saw it on Monday night, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. Against the Saints. Yeah. Saints had a, what, 16-3 lead? Blew that. And then when you needed Tom Brady to engineer a game-winning drive, what happened? Right. He did it. He still has that. Made it look easy. I know, right? <laughs> so in uh, I did I did joke. I, I did joke yesterday with a friend that if this is Tom Brady's final year. It's not. For the Buccaneers. Oh, true. I think he wants to leave the Buccaneers. Yeah. I don't see him going to San Francisco. In fact, Jonathan Jones, CBS, pointed this out yesterday. He's like, they just got an up-close and personal look at where Tom Brady is in his career. Why do they want to chance their Super Bowl window with him? True. Okay. So San Francisco might not make any sense. If you're Tom Brady and you have all this familiarity with the NFC South and you see how awful the NFC South has been. I I pick up what you're about to put down. Maybe he goes to Charlotte. I mean, would it be a welcome... You think it'd be a welcome opportunity for Tepper to like be like, "Hey, we're gonna get the rusty old quarterback." I mean, we've done this before. Would it sell tickets? <sighs> That's what he cares about at the end of the yeah. day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Could he get Tom Brady to invest in his MLL team, MLS team? Absolutely. I, I almost said multi-level marketing team because <laughs> that's what the MLS yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's the case. He looks at the part NFC. ownership is a part of his package. He's looking at the NFC South and he's going, "Well, man, I can win this. Div- I can win this division again. He I'll might, just do it with another team. He could potentially go to New Orleans. We're talking about needing a quarterback. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> well, speaking of New Orleans, there is a lot of speculation, you know, in the in the Steve Wilkes conversation about, well, why would you do that when Sean Payton's out there? Well, here's the thing. Mm. I don't see Sean Payton leaving for another NFC South team. Because of his love for the Saints. This is the man who trolled, actively trolled other NFC South teams, yeah. including yeah. the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they actually moved up to take a guy that they figured out that the Panthers were going to take as an undrafted free agent. Yeah. They went in and they snagged him just out of spite. Yeah. Okay. That's I think that would be Payton. a player-loving situation. So I don't see that happening. Let's say that Sean Payton was interested in coming back to the NFC South at the expense of the Saints. How much would it cost the Panthers? Because he's still technically under contract mm. with the Saints. That would cost them draft picks, monetary issues or whatever, because you know that David Tepper can pay it. Yeah. 
when you're already trying to rebuild what you've given up for some bad draft picks, why would you do the same thing for Sean Payton? That's a thousand percent true. So I don't see that happening for the Panthers, even though Sean Payton's out there. Plus, the latest report is that Sean Payton seemed to enjoy the booth enough that he might be coming back another season for Fox. Why would you want the stress of a head coaching job if you don't have to and you still get paid handsomely? The only reason why that exists, I think that's the reason why John Gruden did it. I think it's the reason why um, Bill Cowher did it for a long time. It's nice to be wanted, Candace. It's nice to be wanted. But John ain't been wanted in a good minute, though. Well, <laughs> there's reasons why. Gotta for check that. his email. There's, yeah. <laughs> Run the filters. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. Well, what's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.